Hi, I'm Kay. Hi, I'm Margaret. And I'm Bowen. Welcome to PedPod, the pedagogy podcast. It's, it's not, not what, what you, you think, think it is. is. It's about pedagogy, where we, three English instructors at a four-year university, talk all things ped. So this is our first episode. We came up with a Google Doc. We have a sort of outline that we'll follow. Basically, we're going to talk about what everyone's already talking about, which is the coronavirus pandemic and the ongoing police brutality protests. But before we get to that, we'll introduce ourselves so you, the listener, can connect to us and relate to us a little bit more. So, Kay, do you want to start? Hi. Um, I'm going to attempt to make myself sound like a human that's relatable. Um, uh, my name is Kay. I'm an MFA candidate at uh, the university where we all uh, teach and um, attend. And I study poetry and I teach a first year composition class, which we all do. Um, but other than that, you know, I'm, I'm a musician and a poet and, um, my teaching experience before uh, this past year was that I I taught at a like a one-off zine workshop at the age of 18. That was like eight years ago um, at a public library to a bunch of preteens. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, go. No, sorry. I think basically. You have the least teaching experience, but the most life experience. I okay, yeah, <laughs> sure. Okay. I, actually, that yeah, okay, cool. Honestly, yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, just because you're like yeah, because you're older than us. Also, yeah. you just have yeah. been alive longer than we have been. It's true. <laughs> I've seen and, more suns and moons. Hmm. Wow. And Margaret, you have the most teaching experience, but the which least is not very life. much at all. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, okay. My name's Margaret. Um, she, oh, I use she, her pronouns. And I'm a poetry student as well in getting my MFA. Um, yeah, and I'm really just, I love poetry. I love using it as a way to like evoke momentary things, I guess. And I do really, I do enjoy teaching. I, I don't particularly enjoy teaching the class that we are required to teach for many reasons, which we'll probably spend, we'll probably talk a lot about that, I assume, over the course of this podcast. But um, I most like to teach like poetry and like language as something that's like a material in the way that like clay or paint are like materials to a potter or a painter. Um, uh, yeah, so. My teaching experience before this was working at a parochial school. I was a language arts teacher for two different grades. I did it for a seventh grade all girls class and then a fourth grade all boys class because it was a co-ed school, but they were gender segregated. Um, 
and that was a really interesting experience. It was really, really challenging. Not, I think I learned more from that just from like being in like an education institution and like being disillusioned by like the apathy that other teachers would show towards their students, <laughs> to be honest, more than like actually like in classroom, like building skills about how to like manage a group of students and how to like teach a lesson. But it was like definitely just like a wake up call to like the way like teachers are and how they're made that way because of the institutions they're in. Um, and then other than that, I did a class or I did in when I was in undergrad, I taught like creative writing poetry workshops at the middle school where my college was. And so I would go in and I, we like made a little like chat book from that. And that was fun. And that was, that was cool. But I like also like didn't, I didn't like know what I was doing, but I had like help from an adult because I was like 20, cool. 21. Yeah, yeah. Adult then. That's an adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You definitely have not only the most, but like a really diverse teaching experience, like different ages and different settings. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, for me, my name is Bowen. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, and uh, my teaching experience. I was just thinking about it. I was looking at my resume the other day, and I studied English in undergrad. I should also say that I'm Margaret and Kay's classmates and coworkers, and we all teach the mm-hmm. same thing and go to the same place. But like, I studied English in undergrad, and then like, if you tell anyone that you study English in undergrad they're like oh what do you do do you teach and like unfortunately the answer is yes because (laughs) Mm -hmm. like I never really wanted like this was never a career that I aspired to it wasn't it's something I respect a lot obviously because I'm Asian but like and just a human I guess but like I don't know like I was looking at it I didn't want to be a teacher but I worked as an ESL teacher, then a literacy tutor, and now I'm here as a teacher for three years at this place. And I'm probably coming off as really cynical and apathetic, like uh, your coworkers at the parochial school, Margaret. And mm-hmm. I would like to say that that is not the case. I actually enjoy doing this work. It's been like surprisingly good, mm-hmm. but it's just, I just find it, <laughs> shut the fuck I'm up. so shocked. Shut, whatever. But, like why are you whatever but like no like (laughs) I'm saying like I like I don't know a friend of mine has like she studied like visual art in school and out of school she's just been getting jobs in advertising because that's the only place you can do art and get paid for it and I was saying like yeah it looks like your career is just going to be in advertising and she was like god I hope not but and that's not me for teaching but like I'd be fine with it but it just I don't know. It it wasn't it wasn't the thing I aimed for, but here I am and here we are, you know? Yeah. And that's sort of just like how it is with like writers. Mm. Unfortunately, like because pe- writers don't get paid at all or very mm-hmm. much for their work. Fiction like they have writers. they they can, but in general <laughs> they have to have, it's like it's so erratic. The pay is like yeah. more erratic and like having a teaching job is like a consistent like salary with usually with benefits not always insurance yeah yeah. we get we get really good health insurance we do must say Mm -hmm. yeah i'm very grateful for that yeah absolutely 
Yeah. And so, yeah, getting our health insurance, getting our salary comes with teaching this class, which is, what are we calling it? Composition, first year composition. Someone a first year explain? composition class or first year writing class. I always, I basically, see, because I, I explain, I have to explain this to like my relatives. So basically what we do is we're teaching first year, in general, first year students. Sometimes you get a, a few upperclassmen, but it's usually first year students. Um, and we're teaching them sort of like how to write at the college level. So we're, we're whatever introducing them means. to like, yeah, whatever that means. <laughs> but like we're introducing them to like rhetorical strategies of like argumentation and narrative and um, like persuasion and giving them like re skills like that. I think the sort of the like conceit of these sorts of like introductory writing classes at most universities is that regardless of like your discipline or your major or what you're going to study, you like attain skills in this class that can be applicable to any of those. So like, for example, like no matter if you're researching about like microbes or like Jane Austen, like taking this class will like teach you something about research. And I always just say like, all of you guys are going to have to write a cover letter sometimes in your life. Yeah. So they like take- cover letter? No, but I say like, I know you guys might not be writing like your theories and all your, you know, essays about literature or something, but you will at some point write a cover letter and you need to know how to use sentences properly yeah. for that moment. It's so interesting because like, that, that is a way of like professionalizing the course we're teaching where it's totally. like, okay, this will be useful to you in a professional yeah. setting because you're here to learn how to eventually make money in this life. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, Margaret and I, we, we both went to liberal arts schools. Um, the one I went to, like, grades were optional. There was mm -hmm. not any such thing as a first-year writing course or a composition course. So, like, mm -hmm. I was coming into the, like, there's not... I think like I was coming into this I was not an English major it was like you design your own major mm -hmm. um, and so I think I came into this just like not only not knowing what to expect but like not knowing what to expect as far as like what's expected of us or mm -hmm. of the course in general and like not even knowing like what the students, I don't know, what they're meant to really get out of it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that, that is really unique. Cause I feel like if I say like, I teach freshman comp to someone, everyone knows what that is. At I least the people who have know. gone to college. Yeah. yeah. Like Margaret, I assume you had to do something similar. We had something called like first year seminars and sure, they were about yeah. like, in, but they were like interesting. Like I took one about like Jane Austen and it was like fun. Huh. You could take, they were more like, they were all like stylized and they were more like seminars with like 10 people in them. But yeah, I still like, we wrote, I wrote essays. Sure. But I was fine with that because I was like, whatever, I'm going to be an English major. So yeah. this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I wrote essays, but was not an English major. And like, mm -hmm. I think my first semester, I took like an anthropology course and like, I don't know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah, and it is weird to go into this job, like you said, not knowing what to expect and not knowing what's expected of you and also not knowing what the students are expecting of you. So 
and also you got the least teaching experience out of all of us so i don't know but you're killing it you know so yes thanks Uh it's all working out it really is yeah i sometimes think people who like i mean i obviously think like having experience is really helpful and like i've spoken my mom was a high school teacher for like 35 years or something. And like, I've talked to her just a lot about like, like concrete teaching strategies. And like, that has been so much more useful than anything else that we've like, and talking to you guys also, but like, just like in general, just like, like the types of like, you know, preparation workshop classes of like about how to teach. I didn't always find those so useful because it just felt like it was too like, it felt like there was people like they were coming, they had a lot of like knowledge and basis for what they were saying. But like, I think it's really important that you get like, like people's like practical perspectives, you know, like literally like, I don't know, it's like helping to figure out how, Will I teach X subject matter? Yeah, like literally what you say and what you do in the class. Right. And like how do you break it down so they like understand it more? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, sorry, that was a little bit of a tangent, but yeah. No, no. Should we talk about sorry, go ahead, Kay. Oh no, no, you go. Should we talk about should we complain about the training or lack thereof we received, or is that just like another we can talk <laughs> about that all day? I think that's a whole other sure. that could be a whole other episode. Just because like so much Oh, it's so much. Mm-hmm. It's very, yeah. There's a lot there. There's a lot to unpack. Yeah, there is a lot to unpack, which is a phrase that you use a lot. And I think mm-hmm. we all feel a, a little differently about it, too. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Like, we all have yeah. pretty, I think, different perspectives on, like, our training and... Yeah. I'm, like, I, I felt, like, kind of, like, ambivalent, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I feel like I was really influenced by a lot of other people's perspectives on it. And mm. maybe I, I'm going to do a journal entry about what I really feel about it. Yeah. That's a great... <laughs> yeah, so I know. Then you can read your journal entry in the next episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Margaret's journal. Dear diary. <laughs> that should be... We Dear should God. Have <laughs> it's was, me, Margaret. Did, did, did Anne Frank address her diary too? I forget. I think to her diary. No, it was, it was, no, it wasn't. It was like, dear. I think she gave her diary a name. Kitty. Dear Kitty, right? Oh, whoa. Frank. And that was the name of her diary, though. I she think you're right. Yeah. It. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dear Kitty is a fictional character, and Frank addressed her diary entries, too. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Anyway, uh, we don't need to talk about Anne Frank. What we can talk about are okay so we got like the preliminaries out of the way we'll talk yeah. about coronavirus first and how that affected our teaching experiences yeah so i think what when was it it was like the week of spring break which is march 7th to 14th we all got an email saying that in-person classes are canceled mm-hmm. oh yeah can we say where we all were I yeah go for it <laughs> okay hey right. you go first you go first <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so I was sitting on the steps of the New York Public Library, like with the lions. Yeah. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. And what was your feeling like when you saw the email? Um, that was when I knew it was real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really happening. I was like, mm-hmm. oh shit. Like, I think 
that the world will change. Yeah. You know? And then I just sat on like kind of the big step that's like set back a bit. And I was like talking on the phone to my brother loudly. (laughs) Wow. Like many other people on those steps, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now you can't do that because you might be like spraying respiratory droplets to people. Yeah. 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 You can't talk outdoors anymore. You You can't sing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know. That's really, it's really sad. Um, Okay. I was in, I was in a Trader Joe, the Trader Joe's in the city where we all live. This is like 9-11 where we're (laughs) No, it's really weird. And like, I think I got an email. I think maybe, I think, because we're in a group text. I think one of you guys group texted like a screenshot of the email. And I was just like, I was like, couldn't believe it. I was like, I don't even believe that. I was like, like, they sent me this thing. And like, so then I like opened up like my email on my phone and I don't have like the portal email I had to like go onto my like safari on my iPhone and like log in and do all oh, this wow. crap and then I was just like app. anyway sorry no no I don't want to have school email on my phone <laughs> <Fair enough. That's, laughs> I don't, I don't really want smart. to yeah. Yeah. yeah um and I was just like standing there and I had like just gone I was like standing like near the where like all of like the chocolatey snacks are I think or maybe in like the frozen aisle and I was just like standing there and it was like so it was like the most crowded space I have been in. That was the last time I had been in that crowded of a space probably because it was like tons of people. And then like there were these massive lines and then I was just like kind of like awestruck. And then I walked all the way back to like the bus that was like three quarters of a mile away from the traded shows. And like I heard this other like girl, it looked like it was probably an undergrad, like talking to what I presume is her mother on the phone and like being so fucking pissed and being like, this is such an overreaction. Like this is fucking bullshit. Like, which is like, honestly, like, I mean, I understand that's just like an angry reaction to something that's like Mm -hmm. this huge monumental change, you know, I was elated. Yeah. (laughs) I was, I was a little dejected and scared. (laughs) And then, yeah, that's, well, that's why I feel like such a, like, I mean, okay. So, like background as to why I was elated I was drowning in work at yeah. that time I was sick I was mm-hmm. anemic my brain wasn't working and you and were just, spending like, that week grading right like working yeah I was well I was working on work for our pedagogy class mm-hmm. all day every day <laughs> and I was just like oh, I don't know no. I felt like I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't yeah. be in front of the room, in front of those students. I couldn't do it. Yeah. And I was so glad I didn't have to. It was like the universe had answered my call with a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, be careful which, what you wish for. Seriously. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I understand. I mean, I was like, I felt similarly like in that, I don't know, I guess. I also felt like I was like had been more on it with my teaching and also just like with my life this past semester and then like everything sort of like fell apart in that week for me because I would also had been like I'd also been like seeing this guy and like yeah yeah and he like dumped me on the day the world health organization (laughs) started a national (laughs) pandemic (laughs) 
he had declared a global pandemic and like because he wanted to like date another girl who he had apparently been pursuing for longer than me <laughs> so Jesus <I'm> like, fucking <laughs> Christ. yeah so i was like and then like that was like i was like wait but i'm not going back to school now and like all the like the some of the small things that like i do like get to like getting to go to workshop and like talk about poetry that make me feel like I know something or like that I'm good at something like I won't be able to do that anymore and I was like but now I don't have this male attention anymore and I was like I was like really like one's about more all important this. than the other but go ahead yeah but so yeah, yeah that attention. was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. yeah that was basically my my reaction it's crazy that you remember both of you remember in such specificity i don't i don't remember like where i was or like looking at the email i i found the email by the way it was march 11th it was okay. wednesday of what was our spring break and yes. what did they say replacing in-person instruction with online don't return yeah. to student housing if cancel, you yeah. basically cancel everything we're post- we're postponing the start of classes to Monday, March twenty third, right? Yeah, so we got like the extra right, week of spring break. Right? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Heavenly, hellish, <laughs> all of it. Careful all what you wish. Life, for. all. <laughs> so I I don't remember like what aisle of Trader Joe's I was in when I read that email, but I do mm. remember I was in vacation in Montreal. And oh yeah. I, yeah. That was a really weird week because kind of like, I think, Kay, you were saying like, you finally realized like, oh, this is real, right? It finally hit you. That was for me too. But then I got that email and like, I still went to like a crowded theater, you know, just like jam packed, you know, I still went to a concert that was standing room only. And then that in retrospect, that was, that was the last time things felt normal. Cause then the end of that week, my sister came home. She lives in Europe. And the day after she came home, Trump announced the Europe travel ban. And then it turns yeah. out my, my sister got COVID. And spent Wait, yeah. you didn't tell week. us this? I, didn't I? I, I thought don't. you did. I don't, oh. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I think it was in like early on, like I was saying like she's getting tested. Anyway, yeah. the test came back positive. And mm-hmm. so she, and then, no, she had like a fever for a week. It wasn't that mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. And so then, like, that was like, okay, this is really real. It's like mm-hmm. the other side of that wall. Those of you listening mm-hmm. can't see that I'm pointing to my sister's room. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I just remember that Wednesday evening, I sent an email to my students. And what I basically, like, I came up, I don't know how quickly you two figured out a plan and talked to your students, but. Oh, yeah. Like, basically. <laughs> I just think it did not. <laughs> occur to me but <laughs> yeah well you're a good teacher no good I'm teacher not move. no but I think it was basically like I, I already knew what I was gonna do which is we're not gonna have zoom classes we're not gonna have video chats or whatever mm-hmm. I'm not gonna see your fucking faces again <laughs> I'm just gonna, every week, I'll post a video lecture with an activity, do the activity, finish by the end of the day. Your essays are still due as they were in the syllabus. And that was that. And then, mm-hmm. like, I got emails. Oh, also, like, I have, I had, like, a third of my students were Chinese international students for whatever reason. I don't know what mm-hmm. happened. And, like, I also mm-hmm. am Chinese, for those of you who can't look at my stupid face. And 
like I, I sent them also an email that like with the New York Times link of like there's a lot of anti Chinese racism that's bullshit. Stop doing this right and like I don't like, that was just me personally speaking because I got racially profiled at the airport. But yeah. I don't know. Hopefully hopefully that made them feel better. Made me feel yeah. better. But yeah. That's what I did. So that's just I, Yeah. Oh no no, keep going. Sorry. No, 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 that's that's it. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say like being like an international student at this time must be shitty. so yeah. scary just because you're like when will i be able to like go back to like my home you know or like yeah. my family or i don't know like, people have different relationships to like united states who come from you know outside of this country to study but like it's just that would be really scary yeah. to just feel because like i just felt like i i wasn't i couldn't like move i felt like i couldn't like do anything and, like, I feel like that would be, like, ten times more intense of a feeling if you were, like, my family lives in another country. Yeah. And, yeah. Wow. Your mom picked you up, though, eventually, right? Yeah, my mom picked me up. She stayed in my house for a few days. And that was, the, like, the last thing. Kay and our yeah. other friend, Christine, came over. And my mom and I, we had noodles and we read Macbeth. Acts yes. one and two out loud. Yes. <laughs> who played Lady Amazing Macbeth? Tofu meatballs. <laughs> oh yeah, who did play Lady Macbeth? Yeah, those are really. Good. I think I did. I think you did too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was. I might have been that because I'm just you were Macbeth. Macbeth. Yeah. No. Because maybe my mom was. I don't know. Infirm of purpose. Give me the daggers. <laughs> <laughs> who was who was the starring role? Who was Mc- Oh shit! You had to say the Scottish play, not like oh no, we're cursed. Oh. <laughs> who was Mc- Scottish play? That's what started the pandemic. I think we like uh, we like I think we alternated. Okay. Scene by scene, because like you were Macbeth. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty because you're like I want to be Macbeth. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would. Yeah. <laughs> and I had wanted to do King Lear, but they didn't have it at the library. So then we you could have looked that shit online. That's public domain. Anyway, it's, whatever. It's true, yeah. yeah. But it's I know. I out of books. I like to have the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so then that happened, and then like, yeah. How did you transition to online teaching? Oh. Oh yeah. You um, okay? Sure. Um, I. At first, I was thinking of it like very romantically, um, like, oh, this will be so great. It'll be like a correspondence course, mail <laughs> things. And I was like, no, this is, that's not a good idea. Um, I, yeah, I, I wanted, I was <laughs> at that point in the semester, just like for personal like health and mental health reasons, I was just like feeling like I could not teach as it was. Um, so I basically dropped the ball on teaching for the entire rest of the semester. Like, it was only three weeks. It was only three weeks because our school ends really early. Yeah, but was I think it, it was, was it just four, three though. weeks? I think it was four weeks. It was so March twenty third. Really long. I think it was a month. Yeah, March twenty third was when classes resumed, and then the end of April was when they yeah. ended. Like April seventeenth, or yeah, maybe it was four. I don't remember. Yeah. In any case, I I was like, okay, like we're gonna meet one on one, Zoom chat, 10, 15 minutes, like mm-hmm. individually. Um, I didn't think synchronous classes were a good idea, and I just personally didn't want to, and didn't want to make anyone be there. 
Um, mm-hmm. I there there was literature that went out to us about um, sending out a survey to our students to kind of assess their needs and their mm-hmm. access to technology. Um, I didn't do that. I probably should have, but I just like felt like I couldn't get it together. You know, I just, I was like really struggling and like figured that a lot of them were struggling. Mm -hmm. And I just, I really, I scaled back their essays. They Mm -hmm. had the option to kind of like write the first half in full and then sort of outline the second half of like the big Mm -hmm. research paper or do more of like a draft, uh, yeah, loose draft of the whole thing, just to mm-hmm. kind of see what they're thinking about and where their thinking's going. Mm-hmm. I encouraged them to kind of have like peer writing groups or like I paired them up or like some groups of three based mm-hmm. on their paper topics. And I was like, you guys can check in with each other um, if you want that support, but I didn't enforce that in any way. Mm-hmm. I just sent out kind of like a week by like you Bowen um week by week assignments of like okay here's like what you need to do for this week and like post on the discussion board and I'll see Mm -hmm. if you do it um and if you don't what can I do and yeah and then I just they don't get the point for it or whatever but Mm -hmm. I mean I one kid who didn't have great like who didn't really have access to a computer he had access to like an a tablet or something mm-hmm. um i was like why don't you do a podcast <laughs> really <laughs> yeah like for what know. for his like essay yeah okay i didn't care at that point i was like i'm interested you know he was like shooting the shit about his topic and i was like cool you know you <laughs> spent really cool. yeah. the amount of time it took to record it on this work so i'm happy I just yes. wanted to kind of like, uh, yeah, I don't know. At that point, I like wrote back to their to them about their like midpoint drafts, but I didn't really like, and I commented on some of the discussion board stuff, but I didn't really grade. I like didn't really grade their final work except for like giving the points or not. I yeah. didn't give them feedback on it. Um, yeah, I like was not a good teacher for the second half of the semester, but I'm also okay with that considering the circumstances. I don't think that sounds like you were being a bad teacher, though. I think it was just like, yeah, like, this is really, like, fucking hard for yeah. everyone. I don't know. Like, it's, I feel like it seems, like, so stupid in a way to try to, like, maintain a patina of, like, normalcy. I don't know. Like, I don't think any of us, I know, like, tangentially, like, the classes I took as a student, everyone, all my instructors were very lenient and, like, understanding, oh, yeah. which I'm Except- sure we all tried to do. Yeah. Except the except the class that <laughs> shall not be named. Sure. Yeah. Spot. <laughs> Let me Google it and see if it's like specifically to tied to our no. Well, a, I'm seeing like Bryn Mawr College Fordham seminar and pedagogy. Yeah, pedagogy seminar. Yeah, that was the class that none of us and that's a whole other yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whole other app. Yeah, a whole, a whole other multi-app. Because there's a lot to talk about there with, yeah, like... A whole lot to talk about. There's a lot to say. <laughs> Pedagogically. Yes. Yes. 
emotionally, metaphysically. Yeah. I feel it's okay. It seems like you were number one understanding towards your students and like also very understanding towards yourself and what you're capable of. But like Margaret, how do you do something similar, something different? You- I think I was very chill. I mean, I the thing was we were like they had they were over spring break. They were supposed to like read an essay which like okay I remember when I was trying to plan the schedule not to make them have to have it read it over spring break but I like couldn't get it off to not have it be homework but like because I just want people to know like I believe in like it's a good important to take breaks but like I've I I just didn't I wasn't able to plan it but but this essay um which is called the grand unified theory of female pain was sort of like it was really important for them to read it because it was sort of like hinging on like what their what their essay would be like because we were we were kind of like modeling the essay that they were going to write which is like a research essay was based on the concept of this leslie jameson essay and this notion of like a theory and taking a keyword which the keywords in like the jameson essay were like pain and wound and so they had to like identify a keyword and like elaborate and make associations with it and they'd already started that and so I just like they needed to read the essay so the first week we like met in zoom meetings like IRL live zoom meetings and like we discussed sort of the different portions of the essay mm-hmm. and that actually went honestly that went like almost maybe better than it would have been when I was in, if I had been in person, because I think when I get in person, sometimes I get really like nervous when it comes, especially to like discussing a reading. Mm-hmm. I just like get really worried that my students aren't going to like get anything out of it or I'm going to somehow just like say a bunch of wrong shit or some, some sort of just like stupid shit. Totally. But I think like just having the screen, I was just like, it was actually like, I feel like they really got it and they wrote you know, really good essays. And then so after that, we, I like individually conferenced with them for, so I like did that on Zoom, but I did like a couple each, each time, each class session to just like talk about where they were with this essay. Then I was like, you guys don't have to have, or you guys can submit like as much of this essay as you want, basically. And I also just, I I gave them all a hundred percent on them. And then I gave them all hundred percent on like, the final revision which I also changed and then I like did random shit that I was just like I need to do this so I was like we're gonna read and discuss the second coming by William Butler Yeats just because like because I I was like I saw a bird flying the other day and it reminded me (laughs) and I was like it's also very timely though because it's a poem about like the end of the end times the end of the world and it's very you know is that the one with the center cannot hold or is that a different one? yeah that's the center cannot oh, okay. hold oh yeah is, oh my god I'm so yeah turning and turning in the widening gyre mm. yeah the falcon cannot hear the falconer we talked about that line mm. yeah but yes yeah. lord byron yeah. poem about the end of the world that's really good i want to find it yes there's the t.s Eliot one right the hollow wasteland no, no, no. The this is the way the world ends. Not the limp for the van. Oh, yeah. But also the wasteland, I guess. Anyway, the yeah. Byron one is called Darkness. Whoa, Ooh. darkness. Mm. It's so good. It's so good. We'll post a link in the ep description. Yeah, in the ep and also for yeah. the Yeats poem. Yeah, the poem I reference because it's stupid. <laughs> but yeah, Margaret, 
you had Zoom, like every class, you had like Zoom calls, Zoom meetings with them? Yeah. Okay, huh. Because I don't know why, I just, I thought doing, I thought doing the online discussion board, I, I, I think I just, personally, as a student, I, I hate, it boring. I hate posting those mm-hmm. discussion board questions. And I just like, I think the way I teach is just like very like interactive, you know, and I like to have people read things aloud and like hear things and like do that. So yeah, I, I met and they were, they actually had, it was pretty good attendance, I thought, but it was like, most of it was like, I mean, I met with them individually, mostly. We only had like, there were only like four or five classes where we met as a whole group and all the other days were like conferencing one-on-one just because, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I just didn't, I couldn't like think of another way to do it. And I was like, I can just talk to you about your writing and I don't, I don't want to like come up with like questions for you to like answer, you know, or something. I don't know. I just, I just couldn't do it. I think my thing was like, at that point we'd kind of exhausted our readings and they were ostensibly reading and researching on their own. So Mm -hmm. I I used the discussion board to take care of like mechanical stuff that I find really boring to teach in the classroom. Like it was like, okay, like write, a question you have that's come up for you while you're writing about mm-hmm. grammar, like, mm-hmm. or like make one up, you know? Yeah, so, totally. It was things like that where it's like, yeah, it's boring, but it's like necessary. Um, yeah. Like, totally. Mechanics stuff that I don't feel like where, I, and it's like, or like formatting and citation things where it's like, these are things you can always look up. Yeah. Yeah. Always teach them to yourself. And it might be nice to see that other people have questions like you do and that it can become a repository or a place to be like, oh yeah, what's, where do I put the comma in the, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, totally. I feel like it's like, I, I would like devote a class to like formatting your bibliography, but like, honestly, the way you describe it, it just like, you can look it up. And yeah, here's the way to look it up. That's honestly yeah. much better. And yeah. Yeah. I but just you, tell my stu- students, I just expect them to format according to MLA citation style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I then I talk, I talk about how to do in, I, I talk about how to do in-text citations with like the parentheses oh, and stuff. Yeah, but, that's, they struggle with that. Uh, yeah, they always yeah. put like the period in the wrong place and like quote. And that's what I mean. It's like, yeah. I don't want to spend time on that because- It is bullshit. Yeah. Like it's it's and not it as important bullshit, as yeah. like the words you actually write, but exactly. yeah. Exactly. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it seems like Margaret, you were a little bit more interactive. Kay, mm-hmm. more hands off. And I guess me, I guess I was kind of the middle um like mm-hmm. i didn't I, I didn't conference with them because again mm-hmm. didn't want to see their faces didn't want them to look at mine mm-hmm. but i did have those lessons and i was really like i was trying to be understanding like the one student just didn't turn in her essay and mm-hmm. she was like she you had something similar mm-hmm. what happened well, I gave her, I, I mean, I don't know. I emailed her about it a couple times and was like, you know, you can ask for an extension, like you can take a, a G or whatever the like. Yeah. Oh, right. They came incomplete up. Kind of yeah, thing. yeah. But she wasn't communicating with me and I, I ended up giving her a C plus because 
for the final grade because it was like there are other things too and like I don't know my whole thing I'm I'm super communicative with mm-hmm. my students about the fact that they need to be communicative with me if they're struggling and like I yeah. reach out and ask all, like a lot and I'm always like that no that was that's her responsibility yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been that student I've gotten yeah. a C plus for like not reaching out it was like when I had like a death in my family it was like I've been that student but no one was ever I really try to like tell my students the things that a lot of professors find implicit about like what the expectations are of college students that Mm -hmm. I just like had to learn by failing where it's like use the office hours that's where you actually learn things and like yeah yeah like ask for help and like there Mm -hmm. are so many resources out there it's just I think where administrative failures happen and like professors I don't know yeah miscommunicate is like just the means of navigating those resources which are there yeah I remember this is maybe a little bit of a tangent but like I feel like I just gave them it was so often I was just giving them little pieces of advice that like I didn't realize until my final year of college or something like that like I was like like when you're doing research like look at the look at the bibliography of the essay you're reading because totally. and like, like, and look for a commonly cited article. If it's commonly cited, it's like foundational mm-hmm. probably and important for you to read. And like, you can also find other authors and like, you can like, you can figure out who writes on this topic. And like, that's just like, I don't know. No one ever like told me that. And then I like totally realized that when I was like writing my like undergraduate thesis and there was like a couple of essays that were constantly being cited, you know? And I was yeah. just like, Oh, like, cause like, I feel like so much of like those like topics in academia, they just feel like this like hugely amorphous blob that like you can't penetrate and you don't, I mean, that's how I felt when I was a student. I felt like I was never like smart enough to be in conversation, but then like you sort of see like when you look at things like the bibliography, like and when you read a lot of those essays, there's just like patterns and stuff like that. I don't know. That's, that was a little bit of a tangent, but like just like things like that are really like, I don't know, like people just know that. Totally open. Yeah, I I am the same way, and I design uh, an assignment that's like specifically for that. Where it's Mm -hmm. like nested sources. It's like okay, like read this essay, and then go into the bibliography, and then explore two of those sources, and then yeah. Oh, that's such a good. That's such a good. That's really good. I should do that. Oh my god, that's such a good idea. As like a formal like you could do it with Wikipedia. Like, yeah. Follow the, yeah. yeah. I tell them that too. I can send you the uh, assignment sheets. Yeah, oh, I would wow. love that. That would We're be learning so from if you each want. other. Yeah, yeah, We're I would love. I would love other. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, that would be like, awesome, Margaret. What you were saying of like things that no one teaches you that you just kind of blindly stumble into, like yeah. I don't like. I remember. Did any of you um, get the librarian to come to your class? And yes, yeah. Like, I, I, mean, I don't. Yeah, I. I don't know what you guys thought, but like, I didn't think it was that helpful. Uh, what I think she you, said. You have to give her. I gave her a lot of guidance on what I wanted. Oh god. Okay. I go. was like, we're gonna do work on keywords, so mm. they have their own keyword, and they're gonna like use the like 
advanced search buttons on PitCat Plus. Okay. You know? That's but if you don't what give, I should have done. If yeah. you don't give them, I think, yeah, she doesn't. She sort of just gives something that's, like, kind of generic. Yeah, what she gave was, see this search bar? You can search things with it. And yeah. then I was like, oh, okay. But, yeah. you know, like, I, yeah, I should have given her more specific instructions. Well, but... a lot of students coming in, too, like, don't know about the databases. Yeah, they don't know how Starting to use the there. library database. Yeah. Starting no, that was... Which is a really were... powerful tool. Oh, yeah. It's like you, you're paying for this. There's so exactly. much information. That's yeah. the other thing I always tell students. I was like, use the library. Like, it's yeah. so, like, you, I mean, you don't really ever have to, like, buy a book. Yeah, exactly. Know how to use all of like the e- like interlibrary loan, Easy Bar. Like, there's so we have access to so many just other academic oh, institutions. Libraries. I should have devoted a whole class to the library and the things you can do with it. I don't need the librarian to tell me how to use the library. I use the library. I can. But teach- they know they have so much extra. And it's also the that's just like, like a break, kind of a nice. Do? Like, break. Oh sure, yeah. Also, yeah. then okay. you don't have to really like talk. So. Absolutely, absolutely. That's like a huge part of when I scheduled it. I'm like, okay, where does it coincide with like, okay, they need to do research and also I need to just like a gap. Not yeah. Teach yeah. 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 I think we should definitely talk about scheduling. Research? Well, research, oh, but also like scheduling time to not teach because I think something I need to do is miss class once a month. <laughs> Like, I think mm-hmm. I need to schedule that in, like, no yeah. class on this day instead. Yeah. Or, like, the equivalent. I don't know. I can't yeah. do it. I feel like I can't. Yeah. But I have No, to. it's – and we, all, all of the, our classes, we, are, we all teach, like, a Monday, Wednesday, Friday class. And that's just a mm-hmm. lot of – It's a lot of days. It's a lot, a lot of, of days. days. A lot of time. Yeah. It's just, mm-hmm. like, an hour per. It's still – 50 minutes per, yeah. Yeah, it's intense. Teaching is very a lot. Intense. Yeah, no, it is. It's like a lot of because it's not like we're only teaching, you know, because we're also exactly. all graduate students and we all exactly. have like, we have work and we have art that we make and we have all these other things, you know, like yeah. But you just like I don't know, like teaching is just really hard because you're like, I was talking about this with my mom the other day, just about I was talking about it in the context of like going to protests and like mm-hmm. how just in this like the singular moment of the pandemic how amazing it is to just be around that many other people again you know in a crowd outside crowd obviously but just like being around those people like you like there's like you like pick up their energy even if they're not people you like know and I feel like it's very similar for when you're teaching like you have 19 students who all have these like their own lives and all their own pain and their own little like happinesses that they're bringing in to class every day. And like, I think it's impossible almost to like not be affected by it. And that's, what's really intense and difficult about teaching. Yeah. I think personally, you know, absolutely. And I think what you're saying about each student bringing their own pain and joy. um, I think a lot of our discussion about the students sort of, in our training was like, uh, like they're kids, they're kids, you know, they're 18. But yeah. just thinking about it, some of the worst things that have happened to me in my life happened when I was like a small, like a child, you yeah. know, like I'd already known, like I already knew so much about 
the world in like a horrible way. <laughs> like mm-hmm. by the time I got to college, you know, but there were also yeah. so many things I didn't know. But I think uh, not discounting the student ex- students experiences, whether like worldly, worldly or otherwise. Um, I don't know, there are clearly some like really sheltered kids we teach, but there are also students who've gone through gone through some shit that we won't know about because we're not you know privy to that information mm-hmm. yeah. but i think that's oh no go ahead uh like what you were saying okay like the shit students have been like i think i guess we all teach like a personal narrative essay right right mm-hmm. and then like like there have been once in each semester now someone has written about a friend of theirs who committed suicide and yeah. then there's like a student who said like yeah my brother had cancer and like all this like yeah there definitely there are some like sheltered students but yeah like everyone brings their own experience and like what you're saying margaret about like energy like Mm -hmm. i remember my therapist who like was a professor for a long time he was saying like yeah every class has its own energy you can just feel it and then you can like Sometimes it's conducive to your personality. Sometimes it's not. But the thing you don't want to do is like yeah. push against it and try and resist it because that's yeah. just no one. No one's. You're gonna feel bad. They're gonna feel bad. You just have to work with it. You gotta be like water, like Bruce Lee yeah. said. You know. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Totally. No. That's. I think that's like my first semester. Like. I probably resisted the energy of my uh, class because it was very counter to to like me and like my personality, I think. But I think I had the opposite where like the fall was fine. I had a bunch of nerds in my class and like mm-hmm. nerds, honestly, God bless them. Mm-hmm. They were they were there for it. And then mm-hmm. this semester after I had like polished people polished. who were like this. <laughs> Fitted and <laughs> buffed. You had buffed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, whoa, you probably know how to contour. I don't know that. You yeah. should teach about that. I don't know. Yeah. What? Like, oh, like. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like creating know. cheekbones. Yeah, it's like, you know, how to do <laughs> in makeup. Stuff. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. I'm totally intimidated. Um, <laughs> Maybe that's more, that obviously then. says more about me than it does about my students. Um, yeah. Well, like, I feel like that's always good to, like, because this is sort of going back to what we were saying, like, basically, like, we were talking about how, like, you know, students come in with all of their, like, their baggage, essentially, and all the things that they have going on in their life and also, like, in the immediate surroundings of college life and, like, what they saw on the way to class and stuff like that. Um but, like, I feel like it's, like, a pedagogical practice to, like, to, like, in the phrase is actually, like, a pedagogical phrase that my mom told me about. And it's called activating prior knowledge. And it's, like, <gasps> finding ways to, like, te- which is, like, yeah, it's, like, it's like whatever, stupid phrase. But basically, it's just, like, finding ways to, like, bring students in and create, not to use, like, a capitalistic metaphor, but to create, like, buy-in for students by, like, showing them that what they're learning now is already like connected in all these ways to like other things they do whether that's contouring you know doing like face contouring or whether that's something that they learn in high school or whether Mm -hmm. it's something to do with like the sports or the arts that they do like if you can find that connection you can like have them develop 
develop a personal sort of like stake in wanting to do the learning. And honestly, that is kind of the basis of my pedagogy. Like, yeah, totally. It totally is. Yeah, like that person, like one of my students did write about the Kardashians and how they like use image as their business model and like. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Powerful. Image users. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so cool because like you helped embolden that, that student to do that probably. I hope, I hope. No, I'm sure I gave, you did. I, yeah. I give them permission. I'm like, yeah. I literally don't care what you write about. Just yeah. write about I'm, I'm sure that they would not have written that for like a high school English class. Yeah, oh, that's, sure. that's important. Yeah. And a lot of times in writing, you just need somebody to like, I mean, I have like poets who I read who have like given me permission to like yes. write certain way. You know, it's the same thing. It's like nobody, I just had to like be like, oh, you can do it like this. Yeah. And that's really powerful. TBH, that's why I'm at this program, because one of the poets who teaches there, um, her first book did that for me. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I know, it's so cool. I'm here because the alternative was being unemployed and living with my parents. So, yeah. uh, And where are you now? um, Yeah. Unemployed and unemployed living with my parents. Pandemic. Anyway, we've we've gone on for over an hour, and oh, yeah. we didn't even like we'll have. We didn't to, even get to it. I know we'll have to talk about the protests <laughs> next time. But that was really like that was really good though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, no, I think it, I think it is. I thought it was really good. Okay. Well, we're still. We did talk. We did talk about flex at. <laughs> well, oh well, well, you can cut that right. <laughs> I don't know. You want to talk about flex at redacted high flex? Or should we? I don't know. I feel like we this... can. I just kind of want to pee and get some more water. <laughs> okay. I actually need to pee too. All okay, right. Uh, well, you, well, you want to take a quick break? Yeah, we'll add some intermission music here. All right. Okay. Yeah. Right back. Okay, cool. I might get some ice cream. Okay, so I guess like the question we have here is if you were teaching at the time, how would you have responded to the George Floyd protests? And also like maybe we should talk about like what was that week like for you that last week of May? In the same way we talked about what that week of coronavirus was like. So I don't know. How, where were you? What were you feeling? Your responses? Yeah. Um, I kind of want to go first, but I have a bunch of ice cream in my mouth. Um, I was thinking, was that strawberry ice cream that you're eating? Soy it's, and cherry. It's cherry chocolate chip soy. Uh, it's so fucking good it's that so sounds good. really good oh my, oh god. my god i thought it was i noticed it was like kind of pinky i was like oh mm-hmm. that looks so good i should get that i mean i'll get it you I'll should it. you'll love it yeah. you'll love it yeah um, yeah trader joe's trader joe's <laughs> sponsor <laughs> us um, if only um so read the protests and the revolution um that first week so 
for context, for those of you, the reason I, I decided to go first, and for context, for those of you who don't know me, um, I'm black, I'm mixed race. Um, I'm also like white passing in a lot of circumstances, but that's a whole other thing, but it's, it's worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time, you know, like when I first learned about um, George Floyd's murder, um, I think I reacted with the same kind of like, of course, and not again, kind mm-hmm. of like, like this combination of like grief and dread and like I I like felt really just like paralyzed and low and like Mm -hmm. couldn't access the rage yet I was just like oh like fuck just like fuck everything it's Mm -hmm. still like nothing's changed Mm -hmm. um and just feeling very like I couldn't do anything and just like not apathetic by any means but just like empty i think like mm-hmm. talking to bowen at one point i was like i feel like a husk <laughs> like, yeah. like an empty shell um you were also then, going on about the op that the police did and like they deliberately set their cop uh, car on fire but we don't need to get into that oh my god my Wait, what I didn't Brian have- Bartles, look it up. Brian Bartles, I have this whole conspiracy theory. I know it's not true, but I will stand. I I will like. Mm. I will affirm that it's true for yeah. the rest of my days. Um, okay. But I guess like to bring this back to pedagogy and how I would have responded. Um, I think I probably. The thing is, like, my syllabus, not to be like, I do it anyway, but my syllabus is, like, pretty explicitly anti-capitalist, and we talk about race, like, every every class, or, like, all the readings, it's kind of inescapable. Um, like, the first reading of the semester, um, I would teach notes from a native son, Mm-hmm. Um, James Baldwin and so I'm like okay like th- this is where we're starting and we're just gonna like keep going mm-hmm. um, I didn't I don't know I also taught like I also teach about disability I don't know I just like really teach where I'm coming from and like I think I would continue to do that but like we would have like I couldn't not talk about it you know like mm-hmm. we would talk about it and I think the approach I would take to to like bring composition back into it is like looking at the language of news reports and mm-hmm. looking and this was like something we talked about yesterday in our uh, in the last episode which, <laughs> which didn't happen. it'll be a Patreon exclusive no 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 this is the first time we're recording this we're doing it perfectly the first time yeah anyway. yes yeah um so <laughs> so just like i think like just really responding to what's happening but also the needs of my students especially my black students like mm-hmm. um i don't know it's 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 impossible to create a safe space in the classroom and i had moments where like i definitely like there were definitely moments last semester that i need to 
reconsider how, like how I teach because I did have black students who were uncomfortable at different points or like uh, because like mm-hmm. there were only two <laughs> like yeah. it was like me looking the way I do up at the front of the classroom like you know like doing whatever saying whatever I say and mm-hmm. then a bunch of like mostly white students like yeah. I think there was like I I it wasn't all white students and two black students like you know there was like yeah I don't know there are other kids too other people of color but it was mostly a white classroom my Mm -hmm. last semester um and I think it would just be like I don't know um yeah I I think I'll pause there and yeah you guys want to talk yeah, I, I think it, what you're saying is basically right in that it's an inescapable and you're already teaching it. And like, honestly, maybe it could have been like in an awful way, like a perfect learning moment. Like what you're saying, like, oh, we can take a look at news reports. How is this framed? What sort of language do they use? Yeah. So I don't know. That, that sounds like, I don't know. It sounds like you already designed your class kind of to, I guess... I don't know, incorporate a massive racial justice movement like this? Well, yeah, because something that Kirsten said, Kirsten, who was our first like trainer, who is a black woman, um, she, something she said that I never forget and really resonated with me is like, we're in these classrooms, like we're on the front lines of the revolution. She yeah. said this last August mm-hmm. and I, took that to heart and I took it really seriously because I know she's right yeah and like that's yeah I don't know I planned accordingly I think and you assigned them capitalist realism right Mm -hmm. correct yeah teach about summary (laughs) (laughs) it's very well written it is yeah I don't know Margaret how about you um I think I I don't know, like, it would be, I guess, okay, the only sort of slightly analogous situation I can think about this was I was teaching, um, and this is just sort of about, like, talking to students about, like, like really major events, like, things that majorly happen, but um, I was teaching when the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas high school high school shooting happened that was the year I was teaching and my I remember having the desire to want to like talk to my students about that and like talk to them about how they were feeling about it and etc like if they were scared and then like my co-teacher was like much more dismissive of it and being like we just have to like talk to them about it because they're gonna like freak out about it otherwise but like whatever like just let's just let's just like move past it really quickly and like the idea of like moving past something like this it's like it's so it seems so just stupid to do because it's like it seems like it's it would honestly what would be like if you just ignored something like this and I'm not saying I necessarily have 
a pedagogy for how I would address it. But if you just ignore something like this, it's like you're just teaching from a place of your own ego. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think that that's acceptable to do, you know, because I think like teaching is like, there's a lot of like ethics that go into teaching and like, yeah, like Kirsten's right. Like we are on the front lines of the revolution and like, it doesn't really understand both you, the teacher and you and, and your students as being like human. Right. And, and having lives, as we were talking about before, having lives outside of the classroom and like having a wide range of experiences and effects and emotions and like, like just for some people, this is like their first reckoning with like, yeah, hugely like with white privilege and white supremacy and all of that, you know, like, Mm -hmm. just like, this is like, this is like going to be rocking and shaping some of them. Right. And like, I mean, if we want to, like, create, if we want to be in part, like, helping students change the world, that's not, like, the phrase I really want to use, but, like, we have to engage with this, and we have to, like, again, going back again, be flexible in our teaching, and, like, realize that, like, we're all kind of just teaching basically kind of the same, like, concepts around writing. Like, we have, like, different philosophies, sort of, and maybe different ways of going about it, but, like, mm-hmm. you can use, like, almost anything to, like, teach writing, to teach it, and, like, it just, like, doesn't really, I don't know, like, I just, yeah. to not address it would be really fucked up, but I'm not necessarily sure on how I'm going to, and that's something I'm thinking about as I'm, like, thinking about whatever we're teaching in the fall (laughs) and like what's going to happen with that you know maybe you as a white woman could teach like the robin i haven't actually read this but the white fragility robin d'angelo yeah okay oh yeah yeah i haven't read it but i've some yeah great true graduate students shit but no like the the takes that i've seen are basically like it's a fairly good analysis of what white supremacy is but Mm -hmm. the basic prescription she has is we need diversity training and diversity seminars we can just have some more multi-corporate multiculturalism that would be good i haven't read it but yeah i've read things on the internet about it and let me tell you I think I want to teach some, I think I want to teach like maybe, I remember we had a, we had somebody like a visiting academic come to talk, but like she said that like the first text she teaches is like poetry is not a luxury by Audre Lorde, mm. which is like, she said that she used it as a way to like weed out students in her class that she didn't want to be there, which is like very wise. Um, I don't know though, but I was honestly, part of me was thinking about like teaching. <laughs> this is maybe really, I'm like, really interested in memes, but something. I thought you made your students, like that was their essay assignment was to make a meme, right? Yeah, I didn't end up doing that this past uh, semester though with all the corona and like the shortened timelines and stuff. Yeah. And I just couldn't figure it out. But, but I want to I wanna use, use memes to actually talk about like and we talked about this in the lost episode we did a little but but um but um but about in the um sort of using 
memes as a way to talk about like misinformation campaigns and how they Mm. get deployed and like looking at the rhetoric of them through memes but like I was honestly like gonna be like let's start with like an infographic about like defunding the police and like what that actually means (laughs) you know (laughs) yes you know and like because that is like this is something I talk with my my dad about like he's like as an English major like defunding the police like it doesn't it's very catchy, but it doesn't like explain what's actually Wait, going to happen. What does defunding the police have to do with being an English major? Like, oh no, not like what? in terms of the quality of the sentence. Like it's oh, not okay. like giving sure. it's not giving a lot of information. I'm like, well, what that means is like, you know, the money's being diverted elsewhere until the police are no longer necessary, etc. You know, mm-hmm. and like all of that stuff. But like I don't know. You could talk about sentences. I'm not sure. This is I'm very half baked. These are half-baked ideas. So that seems like a similar thing of like what you're saying of activating prior knowledge. These kids are on social media. They're going to be seeing these memes. And like if you could mm. talk about like, like you're saying, the way they're deployed and the rhetorical mm. strategies they use. And maybe that's okay. Like that's also, were you saying of like you try and incorporate what they're interested in, right? Into mm-hmm. And so like, yeah, that seems like a perfect possibly assignment if you were yeah. to do that in the fall. But um, anyway, I think like uh, what, what I would do, and also like when it happened that last week of May, I was similar to UK in that I was like, I read the story and I was like, oh Jesus, I don't need to watch this video. I've seen this Oh, I before. did not, wa- I, no. You no, still I haven't? I did not watch yeah. it. I'm not going to, I don't yeah, need exactly. to see it. Yeah. No. But yeah, yeah so like, and then I was like, I, like, he said, I can't breathe. I was like, oh, Jesus. Like, this happened in 2014 with Eric Garner and that Staten Island cop, like, put him in a stranglehold and got away with it. Like, why? And, and I, I was like, it was also, like, a very cynical thing of, like, this isn't going to move the needle. This is just America. But then it really, like, I think, like, Margaret, what you're saying of, like, you can't ignore this is that, like, really no one was able to ignore it like my trump voting parents were like this is disgusting and like horrific you know yeah so i I, yeah i think it would be impossible to not teach about it but what actually i would have done concretely i'm still not sure after having put up this question in the google doc and having thought about it what i do remember back to is that like in january of 2017 uh it was some sort of english class i think it was like 19th century american literature or whatever but like Mm -hmm. it was the day trump was inaugurated and the professor was just like okay we're just gonna watch this and we're just gonna talk about it because it's important and Mm -hmm. we did and did it tie into the books we were reading no not directly she didn't try to and mm-hmm. maybe it was better that she didn't try and shoehorn it into like can, yeah. we, can we connect this to moby dick <laughs> like, i don't i feel like i feel like just like to have like just like time off from like teacher mode and just be like let's just talk about this you know i feel like that would have been productive yeah totally yeah i yeah i think it would be a great opportunity for community building and like figuring out I don't know being I don't know I'm just saying like all of I think all of my work in the classroom that I want to do from now on um 
is like it must involve community building and it must involve black liberation and like mm-hmm. it, i think that's just it. that's it for me i think like mm-hmm. i need to put in my course description something along those lines because it's like it's non-negotiable for me anymore and i like don't want to compromise in any way like i feel like i was even compromising a bit like last year but i'm just not mm-hmm. I'm, i don't have time for that no we none of us have time for it no and you can it, sorry go ahead Margaret. no you can go go I, I was just gonna like really brief like we just got that email of like uh they want us to like write a description of our class in the yeah. catalog so yeah you could you could do that you literally could do that oh now. wow we have to do that okay well they they, were, they suggest it so yeah I don't know what I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> this is bullshit. That'd be my yeah. description. But anyway. Which is material. <laughs> <laughs> That's your thing? Language is material, TM. TM, yeah. And then, but like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I kind of want to teach a, I kind of want to teach like a short story back. I like Octavia Butler in the fall for the narrative <gasps> thing. I, I don't really that. care about it. I just like, I don't know. I feel like it's easier to teach just like a work of fiction than like somebody else's personal narrative. I don't know. Just I feel the opposite. I don't okay. know how to, t- I think that's something I, I teach hardly any fiction because I don't know how to teach fiction. I don't know how to talk about it. It is really hard. I, it's, I think the narrative unit that we teach is the hardest thing for me to teach still. Yeah. But yeah. I just feel like, I don't know, like, there's certain like devices you could talk about like dialogue and stuff like that that can be I don't know characterization (gasps) you had a really good dialogue assignment we should talk about that another time oh yeah Yeah, oh my god they thought oh my god my students I was like whacked out like certainly they were like that was really weird (laughs) that sounds fun I want to do it just like can you just briefly describe it because I don't know what this is I had my students go down um, into the foyer of the building that our classes are in. Um, and they had to go and like listen in on other people's conversations for like 10 minutes and just like take a note, like take like a notebook and like a pen and just like write, write down what they were hearing and what they were seeing and what those people were doing. You know, so they like chose a specific person or group of people. To stalk. Yeah. I mean, no, to look at. I don't know. Like, it's fine. It's just fine. like to observe. Like, it's yeah, not yeah. a big deal. Like, writers are observers. Know. If they like, <laughs> left and followed the person, that would Did be they? shocking. That, yeah. No, it, no. This was like for 10 It them. was like 10 minutes. Right, I was, right, right, right. And they just like, gathered. Of liability, Margaret. They just like yeah. gathered info about them and like what they saw. And then they Jesus. came back. And they like they wrote a they wrote like a scene with all those pieces mm. of like little scraps of dialogue that they might have heard or like incorporating like what the person was doing like typing feverishly on their computer or like like looking at their phone or like twirling their hair you know like just like all those little bits. It was really fun. That, they had fun. That sounds whack, <laughs> and that sounds fun. sounds fun and cool. <laughs> <laughs> 
wow. <laughs> I didn't go. I think it was the weirdest thing. Sorry. I just like, I didn't go with them. I was just like, all right, guys, go downstairs. I was like, I'm just going to sit here. Like, <laughs> you should have gone and done it yourself. You should have practiced what you preached. You should have done it to them while they were doing it. <laughs> oh, I'm going to. Do- oh, oh, my God. Scale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then show them what you wrote. Yeah. And then they'll just like feel so good about themselves. <laughs> yeah. They'll feel, no, they'll feel so wigged out. Yeah. A student wrote in a way that would probably get a B minus. <laughs> Wait, were you supposed to be like, oh, imagine their lives just from that? Or it's just like literally describe what they saw. Oh, no, they described what they saw and they just, like, wrote their own scenes. So some of them were, uh, like, really... This one was, like, totally, like... They went, like, way... It was, like, re- it was hilarious. I was, like, laughing really hard when they were reading it. Because they read what? them all out. I don't even... Actually, I think he emailed... I think I had them email them to me. But, okay. um... But I mean, I'll share that for another episode. But they sure. were really good. Okay. They were. They had fun. They got really like, <laughs> They got like just like kind of like weird, like yeah. an absurd situation that they're in. But they had fun, and they that was. I would say that that was definitely like a bonding experience with like mm-hmm. their peers because oh. they were they were co-creating something. Oh, yeah. That was cool. Community yeah. bonding. Community building. It's also fun always in a class when you get to leave the class. So I'm sure that was part of it. Yes. Yeah, it is. That's yeah. so true. I never yeah. want to be in the classroom. Well, this fall, especially not. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Ooh, that was such a good segue. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk for. <laughs> We've been talking for 90 minutes. Should we, we should wrap it up. Yeah, okay. we can save that for next time. But, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Wrap it up. Um, Wrap it up. Thanks what for listening. Uh, yeah. Big Should we have a, like an outro. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. The outro is big shout out to Kay's mom, number one shout fan. Shout out to Kay's mom. Shout out to yeah. Maureen. Biggest shout listener. out to Maureen. Shout out to Kay's. Maureen. Shout out to Kay's mom. Shout out to Kay's mom's kid, and mm-hmm. we're uh, we're sponsored by. Hopefully Trader Joe's in the future. I'm going to DM them. We'll see. Got some offers going. Yeah. Also in contact with Aldi and Kroger's. So we'll see how that goes. Sure. Mild soft shout out to Aldi. (laughs) Yeah. Hard shout out to TJ's. I would like to have a lifetime supply of the chocolate cookies from TJ. Chocolate cat cookies. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I want there... a lifetime supply of the avocados. I feel like or Teddy Grahams. More useful Teddy Grahams. So, or sure. Teddy Grahams would be another. Are they owned by like Mondelez? Mondelez. Nabisco. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. It's okay. Well. All right. all right. Thanks for listening, Caves Mom, and everyone else. Thank so, you. We'll be back next time with more Ped Pod. It's not what you think it is.